The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. When is it ever enough? When can you stop? When can you stop the hustle and grind? How much money is enough? Now I'm going to cover strategies and tactics in this episode. I've actually got eight ways that you can calculate exactly, economically and scientifically, how much money is enough. Now, one thing I can tell you is a million is not enough. Uh, and, you know, a, a new millionaire who's just earned their first million, they're actually nowhere near as wealthy or as financially secure as, of course, 30 years ago, when a million might be what 10 million or more is today. Now, the the amount of money that's enough, like forever, is known um, as FU money. I think you can work out what FU stands for. Um, now, I've got a specific amount that I believe to be right in today's monetary terms, but that actually changes because of inflation and needs to be adjusted every five to 10 years. So there's a few factors first. So I'd like to do this um, with you step by step. So they're making this bespoke to you. You want to make some notes uh, if you can or re-listen and re-watch when you can make some notes. So the first thing is you've got to think about what's your desired lifestyle. You know, do you want to be financially secure? Do you want to be financially free or do you want to be financially opulent? Now, financially opulent is do what you want, where you want, when you want, with who you want. You know, and that might be for you 20 grand a month, 50 grand a month. It might be more. Some people I know don't really earn more than about £5,000 a month, but they only spend about £2,000 a month. And so for them, that would be financial stability or security. And that is enough. Now, I'm not here to tell you how you should live your life. But if everything has an upside and a downside, being financially opulent, the upside, of course, is doing what you want when you want. But of course, there's massive responsibility, massive costs, there's insurance, vast insurance. Believe you me, when you've got a watch and a car collection like I have, the insurances are ridiculous. You've got a security or the safety cameras and all that. So anyway, um, so the first thing you've got to think about in terms of how much money is enough is what's your desired lifestyle? And this there's now and then there's the future. So, you know, you might want to be financially opulent and do what you want when you want when you retire, or at least you might be on it, might want to be able to travel the world. So you've got to think about your desired lifestyle. Now, don't sell yourself short. Don't say I want to be financially financially secure when actually you want to be financially free. Um, because you can be and do and have anything that's humanly possible, I believe, as long as you set a goal well in advance. Now, there are two types of money when it comes to this, how much money is enough, this FU money, and that's capital and income. Capital is the cash that you have as the asset, and then the income is the stream, or ideally the multiple streams that are kicked off from the capital. Now, the capital can be held in cash uh, and give you a, you know, quite a low level return. You might realistically expect four or five percent. You might hold it in the form of stocks, for example, in your ISA. Uh, of course, when interest rates are virtually zero, that's negligible. But, you know, rates have historically been five, six percent and more. And so when rates are higher, obviously, you can get income 
from your capital. But what you can also do is take that capital and invest it into assets and get leverage on that. So if you have 25% capital um, and 75% leverage, then you're not just getting income on the capital, you're getting income on the total value of the asset. So you want to invest your capital wisely. Now, they're both related. If you want to be financially secure, free or opulent, you need both. You need capital and income. Capital creates security. Capital creates income. So you take your capital, you invest into assets. Those assets produce income. You roll up that income. You get lumps of capital. You put it into other assets and you compound compound up until you've got an amount of capital that can produce the amount of income that you require. Now I have a little rule, Um, have I got it in my eight points? Um, Yeah, I have got it in my eight points, so I'll cover those in a moment. Um, So my general take, even though we all need different amounts of income and all have different lifestyle goals at different ages, here's my general take. The first thing is a million is not a million. One, because 10, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it was a life-changing amount of money. Now it's not. One million or being just, just hitting that million mark to become a millionaire, a new millionaire, nowhere near enough, especially if you're young, you know, you're 30, you're 40. 50 is still quite young with, you know, how long we're living. So one million is not enough. When I interviewed Aston Merigold on my podcast, I asked him one thing that he learned and he said, a million is not a million because you've got your agents fees, your VAT, you've got your um, corporation tax, income tax, you've got national insurance, you've got your personal tax. You could be paying 50, 60, 65% tax on a million pounds worth of income. So you have to work out the net income, not the gross income, that's really important. So I'm gonna go through now eight points. Uh, Just remember to work the net income, not just the gross income, which most people do, and they're they're disappointed with how much they have left. All right, so some other things to think about is your age. If you're 30 or 50 or 70, your plans and the amount of time you need to live and your desired lifestyle are obviously very different. What are your current overheads? Um, do you have dependents like children, private school fees, etc.? What's your legacy that you want to leave behind? All of these things, it's wise to plan them in so you can work out how much money is enough for you because I get it asked all the time. And you can set this as a goal. And by the way, um, in 10 years, inflation would have eroded it. So you might, you might need to increase it or you can just increase it yourself because you desire more F.U. money. Hell yeah. All right then, so I'm going to, here are the eight points I'm gonna cover and then I'll go back through and detail them. So one is you've gotta work out your current worst case overheads. Two is you've gotta work out your future overheads with your desired lifestyle. Three is you've gotta take your total costs and divide them by 5%. Um, four is um, you've gotta work out how much preserved capital you need. Five is you've gotta factor in inflation. Six is you've got to, you target your realistic growth on your investments. Seven, you increase, you factor in increased Um, lifestyle costs, you know, just by naturally doing more, getting your second kid into private school, getting your third kid into private school, getting your fourth kid into private school. You you know, you buy watches and cars, you want more watches and cars, you hire more staff. Uh, And then the eighth point is investing the capital into assets that preserve the capital. Right, here we go. So number one, These are actions for you, by the way. Don't just listen to me. Actively do these. You've got to work out your current worst case personal overheads, i.e. what's your monthly expenses. Now, most people, they underestimate these. I actually went and did a pilot for a TV show that was billed to replace The um, the Apprentice as as prime time. I don't think it's dead yet. 
but it's not done yet. And I went and did a, few, a couple of pilot episodes for them up in Scotland in the in the Glasgow Town Hall. And people, and my job as a mentor was to help people recover from their um, debt situation and give them a plan to move forward to get out of debt. And um, so what would happen is they would come in and see us. There was about four of us mentors and we asked them to bring all their credit cards and their personal, you know, their, their bills, their expenses. And every single one of them, we asked them, how much is your monthly costs? And they would say, oh, I think two and a half grand a month. And it ended up being four grand a month. And all of them way underestimated how much they were actually paying out when you add everything in per month. So you need to work out your current worst case personal overhead costs. And you need to keep that in a folder like an Evernote folder or something like that. The second thing you need to do is you need to work out your ideal lifestyle and then what that overhead will be. So let's say you're currently spending five grand a month on everything, including school fees and car loans and direct debits and everything else. And you want to be able to travel a lot, buy a few nice things. So you might, you might, your desired um, lifestyle might need 15 grand a month. Um, and actually itemize it all out as, as a goal, but also as a plan on your overhead. When you're doing your personal overhead, I would be realistic in the downside, i.e. if you think it's three grand, it's probably four. When you're doing your ideal lifestyle costs on the upside and you think you might need 15 grand, I'd go up to maybe 20. Okay, the third thing is you've got to take all your total costs. So let's say it's 10 grand a month and divide by 5%, um, which is essentially times by 20. Um, so you take, let's say it's 10 grand a month, you divide by 5% or times by 20, and then you've got 200 grand. Um, the reason you do that is because it's realistic to get a 5% return on capital. Um, so if you have a capital of a million, um, 5% of a, a million is 50 grand. And that's a realistic yearly return on a lump of capital, 5%. So you take all your costs, you divide it by 5%, um, and or uh, you take your ideal monthly um, income uh, and you times that by 20 to get the asset that you need. So million pound capital should be able to generate 50 grand a year in income. That's a rough calculation. Some, some investments will give you more than that with leverage. Some investments will give you less than that. And of course, it's volatile. Catherine has said we always use 4% for safe withdrawal rate. Exactly. If you want, you know, if you are a bit sort of... Um, realistic, uh, then you can always use 4% too. Or you can use whatever figure you want. Just don't go much over 5% because it might be unrealistic on, in the long term. That's without leverage, by the way. Okay, point four then, um, that leads to that's how much capital you need to generate the income. So just using it in million pound chunks, a million should give 50 grand a year um, recurring income paid out from the capital. So 2 million should be 100 grand a year. Um, 5 million should be 250 grand a year. 10 million should be... Um, uh, 500 grand a year, 20 million should be a million a year. So you can work that out. Um, now, when I say should be, you've got to invest it wisely, haven't you? So, you know, you may want to use Hargreaves Lansdowne. I, I um, interviewed Stephen Lansdowne for my podcast. Um, so you might want to um, self-invest into your ISA, into some stocks, you know, make sure that you're diversified. I often just invest in the FTSE, think it's, um, you know, consistently seems to outperform most things and it's pretty easy to do and you don't, you know, pay huge fees for that. You might want to self-invest into property investments. With leverage, you can get a higher return. Um, so, you know, if you, if you want a million a year and you know you need 10 million in capital, well, with a bit of leverage, you might get there quicker. Okay, point five then is you've got to factor in inflation. 
Um, so um, I would assume that £10 will be £15 in 10 years. That would be my assumption. £10 will be £15 in 10 years. If you look at historic inflation, um, it's, it's kind of difficult to work out actually what it is. Um, you could assume 5%, something like that. But for me, just for ease, I'm going to assume that £10 will actually be cost £15 in 10 years' time. So basically, you need 50% more income for the same relative lifestyle every 10 years. I think that's a good way to go by. Um, so if you, know, if you want 20 grand a month in um, 10 years, you'll need 30 grand a month. And in 10 years from that, you'll need 45 grand a month. Um, etc. So that's a way I like to um, to look at it. Catherine has just said she likes to invest in, in ethical companies, um, weed out the sin stocks. So I guess you're not into tobacco, etc. Absolutely, you can do that. There's a big growth in those kind of um, markets for sure. Okay, point six then is you could realistically target 5% growth on your capital or your investments. So let's say you've got a million pounds worth of investments today, year one. Well, you could realistically expect that to grow by 5%, so a million and 50,000. And then that to grow um, by 5%, which might be 1.11 million. And then that next year to grow uh, by 5%, which might be 1.223 million and so on. And that's realistic. Again, with leverage, and if you're a smart investor and an active investor, you can actually grow that more and more. But I'd like you to be realistic to set yourself up for success. Um, Point seven then um, is to factor in increased lifestyle costs. Um, Because let's say you're on five grand uh, a month today, your ideal lifestyle is 20 grand. By the time you get to 20 grand, it'll be 30 grand. Of course it will, because you'll want to travel to nicer places. You want to travel, you know, in in more comfort and luxury. There'll naturally be more overheads and expenses that you pick up. So um, just make sure that, you know, every maybe five years, um, you sort of increase that relative lifestyle cost, factor in inflation and factor in an increased lifestyle. Um, I don't know about you, but you know when you want, oh, well, I'd love to have three grand a month. I'd love to have five grand a month. Oh, 10 grand a month, that'd be enough forever. And then you're like, oh, I need 20 grand a month, then 50 grand a month. So, you know, there's always more when you get there. Okay, and then point eight is um, the capital that you take, that you invest into assets, you must preserve that. So what a lot of people do is they save, but then they spend. They save, but then they spend. They invest, but then they sell. Um, and I think you need to preserve the capital and grow the capital. Um, you, you know, the capital is what creates the income, whether leveraged or unleveraged. So preserve that capital, save those lumps of capital, protect that capital in ISAs, in stocks, in uh, watches, if that's your thing, in, in, you know, in the certain investments that, you know, you know very well um, and, and, and even leverage them. But don't erode or spend or, you know, um, slay the golden goose that's laying the golden eggs. You mustn't erode your capital. You must increase your capital. Cool. So I hope you found this useful. Um, how much money is enough then? 10 million pounds. So I'm always asked, Rob, how much mil- how much money is enough? You know, FU money, you can retire. Now, depending on all the caveats I've just mentioned in this episode, I would say it's now 10 million pounds, not 1 million pounds. So, you know, I became a decamillionaire a few years ago. So I know what it's like to be worth 10 million or more. I remember I became a millionaire, net worth individual millionaire by um, 30 stroke 31. And whilst it was good, it, it was it was definitely a bit of a letdown in that, you know, you're supposed to party and you're supposed to be made and I'm a millionaire and there's only 0.0017 millionaires in the world and I'm one of them. I'm in the top 0.0017 club. I can retire. I've got everything I want in my life. It wasn't like that. Um, but once I got to be, you know, the 10 million mark, um, and I don't include some of my companies in the valuations I put in just to be realistic, 
then um, that's enough. Like I could stop now, I'm 42, and I could stop and keep my family going and my parents going and my wider family going and myself going beyond my lifetime, maybe even beyond my kid's lifetime with the income from the capital. Um, we've got one property we're just finishing off, which will kick out about half a million pound a year, maybe just under, it depends, um, in income on one development we're doing. So as long as we keep that property, half a million quid a year, you know, you can, most people can live on that. So I reckon it's 10 million. That should be your target of capital that you could live an opulent lifestyle doing what you want, where you want. And that, my good friends, is how much is enough. And I'm saying sterling for all my American friends. So that's what, 12 and a half million dollars. So thanks for tuning in. This has been the Money Podcast. Um, So if you find it useful, please do share it around, whether you um, watch my videos and share my videos on social or whether you listen to the Money Podcast, please could you share that on your social media? It's my second podcast. It's not as well known, but it's doing a lot of good in the world. Um, You know, I want to help people across the planet get a better financial education. My personal vision is to help as many people on this planet start and scale their business and get a better financial education. There's not enough financial education out there. Um, The schooling system has got some gaps, although I I think it's filling them, but it's definitely got some big gaps. Um, But of course, in the entrepreneurial world, it is a bit of the Wild West at times. I remember speaking to someone on Clubhouse just recently um, who was talking about, you know, getting screwed over by agencies and people and stuff like that all the time. And I just said to them, you've got to manage your own money. You know, you wouldn't outsource the raising of your children. I'm assuming, unless you don't like your kids. <laughs> um, you wouldn't outsource, you know, the responsibility of the food you put in your mouth. Don't outsource your um, investments. Now, you can outsource by using brokers if you want to, or third-party platforms like Hargreaves Lansdowne, but you've got to know your money. You've got to know where you're investing. It's really, really important. So if you spend just an hour a day learning about money, whether you listen to my money podcast or you read my money book and you listen and, and read you know, many other people who are successfully wealthy and, and know about money and you learn about the laws of money, um, the laws of wealth and how, how money works then, um, you know, ultimately you're going to get to that 10 million much quicker. You're going to get scammed and screwed a lot less. You're going to lose investments and make bad investments much less. You must learn to master and manage money and be responsible for your own money. I think it's absolutely vital. Rihanna said, can you recommend any money resources for kids? Definitely my money podcast. Um, I try not to swear on it. Um, and there's fundamentals as well as more complicated um, scenarios. Um, I'm actually starting to do a lot more TikTok money episodes. So maybe you can get your kids um, following me on TikTok. Cause, you know, it's t- sort of 20 second things like you know, four ways to get a mentor, um, f- four or five fails around money, four ways to invest, four ways to make your first million, um, you know, because short form content for children is quite good, isn't it? Because of their attention span, although I'm much like a kid and I have a terrible attention span as well. And I've got to do a, a workout now. So please hit the share button whether you're listening to podcasts or you watch my videos. I love you all. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. The answer to the question for most people on this planet, how much is FU money? How much money is actually enough? I would say about £10 million based on the eight exercise steps I gave you, um, which you can listen to again. Thanks a lot. Boom.